All right. Welcome back. We're live for the New York Fellows episode 11. The I know we should talk about this every time, but it just has to be talked about every single time is the, the technological difficulties, the lack of time, respect for the clock. It's just out of control. Is it not? Am I crazy? That was not Eric's fault. That was mine. I will admit. Eric's Eric's fine. Eric's fine because you know what? He communicated effectively. I thought we were starting at 10, so I was like, all right, I'll just start at 10 then. Hey, Maddie, what time is it? 10, 10, 10, but I was on the pod at like 9.58. I also right, didn't yeah. get the first. Wait, I also didn't get the first one. Then the second one, I connected. No one's on that one. Then I go on. I finally got on the third one. <laughs> yeah, it took the third link is the charm, I suppose. But, um, well, here we are. We're live. Yeah. Well, as I was saying, <laughs> as I was saying before, any of you got here, I think it was me, Marty, and Elijah. I think I'm going to have to rename this to just like the New York Fella Podcast. It's got to be solo dolo, just me. I mean, it's unbelievable. Okay. I mean, let's. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) speaking of speaking of that, I did. uh, I spoke to a a listener today who was. He was very distraught that the episode wasn't up last. A few people reached out asking, "Where's episode 11? I haven't seen it yet." I said, "Oh, we had to we had to shift the uh, the record date. That's on me. You know, I had to I had to do something." And I said, "Don't worry, it'll it'll be up tonight." Um, but. Probably do you know what I keep getting asked is how many is do we even have any listeners on Spotify? You never answer us and you like deflect that question. We got Ice Pick Jimmy. We have Ice Pick Jimmy. We have a few <laughs> friends and family. I mean, the the person I sent you the picture of the other day. I, I'm going to start with this. I mean, <laughs> what did he say? He said you're you're the show, referring to me. You're the star of the show. Yeah, okay. You yeah. guys don't know who it is, but he's someone very near and dear to my heart. Um, yeah, near and dear to your heart. Yeah. That's Ooh. actually ironic considering the conversation via text today, how near and dear he was. He almost, was this the same person who almost missed one of the best days of your life, huh? No, 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 no. no. Sean would never <laughs> compliment no. Mike like that. Yes, he That was not. one of the funniest things. Just the text message at 3 a.m., alcohol is the devil. And then just no answer after that. Yeah, he, uh. For those of you who don't know, one of our good friends, friend of the pod, uh, nearly missed my wedding because he doesn't drink, and then he decided to drink the night before my wedding. But we don't have to get into that. We'll you could count on day. hand how many drinks he had at the bachelor party, and then the night before the <laughs> wedding just gets blacked <laughs> on one hand. Um, all right. Well, here we are. Um, last time we spoke, there was just – was I think the Yankees were playing the Mets. Um they split that series. They are just absolutely in one right now. Aside from tonight, winning three to one, did all their scoring in like the first inning. I mean, Even with the awful, wins, there's always awful. like something that you could just point it's been at. Awful. And we have with us today Elijah, who is a Red Sox fan, so he's been busting our chops all week. Yep. Why did you pick all today week. of all days to have him on? Like, you invited me last week too. Yeah, but this is like the worst time where I definitely don't want to hear what he has to say. And now, <laughs> oh, I forgot my broom. I was gonna bring that tonight too. Yeah, 
Uh, well, good thing you didn't. Uh, Eric, how was uh, volleyball? You're an active guy. You have volleyball. You got trivia two nights this week. You got golf, golf, more golf, 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 golf. I mean, what do you? What's going on? Do you work? Learning to chip, learning to putt. Oh, Eric's frozen, so we we don't know what he's gonna say. Golf, more, but, more, uh, more, more. <laughs> yeah, I love uh, how he's frozen like that. He's frozen. <laughs> Can't hear him. Um, oh, this sure is gonna him. create issues for me later. Have fun, Lige. Is it? I mean, he's not saying his audio hasn't stopped, so he's just. I just can't wait for him to respond to what you said five minutes into from now, and then (laughs) she's gonna mess everything up. He just goes up fucking course. (laughs) It's that Long Island Wi-Fi. All they care about out there is Beth Page and Billy Joel. I, I I don't know. I've never seen a group of people have worse Wi-Fi than the four of you. I just don't get it. And he dropped. And you know what's yeah. crazy is it's rotating. Like one Why, was that minute four fifty two. I'll write that down. Four minute fifty two second mark. Yeah, um, I was going to say, did you stop? No, I didn't stop. He just he completely froze. Train keeps rolling. Either get on or get off. We won't let that derail us from producing. I've also never show. had Wi Fi issues. I just have every other issue. He's self deprecating, folks. My Wi Fi is solid over here. Matt's just not solid. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you have major issues. What are you drinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What are you drinking? Uh, vodka, fresco. Yeah, there's not. You can't. You just can't have a normal Tuesday. Normal Tuesday. Whenever I'm um, on back. this thing and I just have to listen to you, I I need to drink. Back at the five minute and let's say thirty nine minute mark, Lige. Eric, welcome back. Yeah, I got it. Eric, can you hear us? <laughs> oh, no. This is a disaster. Maddie, why don't you text him on the side, tell him uh, he's not hearing us. But yeah. uh, How about you guys just go start a different podcast? I'll mix both audios in together at once and we can get this done. How about we just start four podcasts on our own? Just... Yeah, and we'll all just talk. There he is. He's back. I see him moving. He yeah, was he moving was earlier. Moving, but he's not talking. I don't think he can hear us. Eric, don't say anything if you can hear us. Oh, maybe he can hear us. His audio's going. Oh, now he's looking down. Do you think people think we do this on purpose at this point? Because this is every episode that we do. No, it's it's actually crazy. It switches every episode. The only person who hasn't had issues is, I will say, and I hate hate to say it, is Mike. Is the New York fella. Yeah, because I take this serious. Uh, Eventually, I want to be able to provide for all of you and your families. Appreciate you know? that, Mike. Thank you. Yeah. Trying my... you guys, I'm trying to get you guys, you know, to, to, to a level of success that you don't even know exists. He's gone again. That's all right. He'll be all right, let's talk about the weekend series, shall we? Oh, let's dive, into, rather not. Let's dive <laughs> into the Yankees and, and how they are just absolutely pathetic right now. Um, I don't know if you guys took a look at the show notes or not, but – course. Uh, there's a few things going on here that we just they it, it doesn't even it doesn't even make sense to me how one team could could miss one guy so much and I'm kind of moving past that point because it's like yes he contributes a ton it doesn't make sense I guess it does make sense because they're they don't want Judge to beat them they're all right with everyone else beating them when he's in the lineup but with that said they are just not playing well at all. 
takeaway tonight, they won three to one, which is great. They needed a win. Cole went seven and a third. He he looked great. Like and he always looks great, or has been this entire season. But takeaway takeaway tonight, and I think they were three and eight since uh, Judge left uh, at the end of that Dodger series. Um, they got swept by Boston in Boston after getting massacred on Friday night, fifteen to five. Which oh, beautiful. a few of us were at uh, in person, and I don't know what we talked about. We talked about how you weren't supposed to go to games, Matt, and you just didn't like. You just can't go anymore. Yeah, I got some notes about that. I'm pretty sure they've lost every time you've been, St. John. Is that true? Yeah, I said. So I said if they got swept, the series <laughs> I wouldn't go back. However. I stand no, there's no however. That. You're done. No, I stand against that because I left in the third inning of Sunday night's game, so I didn't see at least half of that game, so it doesn't count. Matt, you're done. You're you literally done. said to me, listen to this. He goes, you should be happy I go to all these games. I'm a curse. 0-8 now in the last eight. Technically 0-9, but I left early last night. So this is his fault completely. I want him to keep going to these games. Yeah, that's what Aaron said. He's going to call him. Your brother told me to tell him to put him on the payroll. Yeah, I'll Hold start on. paying for your tickets. <laughs> there's two. There's, I see two issues here. Okay. Right, what are the issues? One, you keep going to games when we said that you shouldn't go, and you agreed to not going. And two, why would you leave early? Why do you leave a game early? Um, two reasons. One, three reasons. One, I was pissed off about the first game. Two, I was heavily, heavily intoxicated. Three, <laughs> they were losing, and I was more pissed off. So I left. But it was the third inning. So you're saying that reason number two probably played a bigger role into you leaving as opposed to them losing in the third inning. Well, also, she was supposed to come meet me, and she couldn't. So I was going to basically just be there by myself and probably just continue to get you know further intoxicated, more pissed off, bad things happen. Yeah, why Why? Uh, why be responsible? Whatever. I was. I came home and just watched the news from my couch. Yeah, well, you know what? Either way, they are just not playing well right now at all, right? They lost uh, They lost four in a row going uh, after that Boston series. They lost to the Mets. They had a day off. They lost three to the Sox. Since Judge's injury in L.A., they're 3-8, and eight and they're averaging three runs per game. Their on-base percentage is 298, which is, I think, the lowest. What I heard is the lowest since, like, 1968. Um, Rizzo, Stanton, D.J. LeMahieu, and Josh Donaldson are playing awful Rizzo's hitting 100 uh, 167 in, in the last over the last seven days and he was hitting 304 at one point um I've heard people say that he hasn't been right since he took that Tatis thigh to the head um against San Diego but Rizzo uh, yeah I, I did know. you hear his response did you hear his like after the game comment when he was talking about how they missed Aaron Judge it made zero sense whatever he said he was the, he just completely avoided the question completely well, i mean like, oh what was yeah. it like not having judge in the lineup and he's just like oh you can't you can't get two hits and one at bat he's our guy like that was his answer i get what, what? he was saying you're not you're you're paraphrasing too much but like <laughs> i get what he was saying like you can't what? rely solely on one guy to get the job done they just aren't playing well they're not doing anything right offensively. They're defensively. They look bad. It doesn't even make any sense. They're not even doing like, even when Judge is in the lineup. I why does that matter? It's not like all of a sudden Judge hits four hundred. Like he's hitting yeah, yeah. and like, what's the difference? Why are they? Why all of a sudden can he's it in the he's out? in the dugout? 
There's one. There's one thing about baseball. Hold on, I got a quick point. Sure. Baseball, I would say, is the one sport where you can get away with like missing your best player. Basketball's tough. Football tough. Hockey tough. Baseball, you can like miss your best player and still be able to win because there's still eight other guys that have to compete on both sides of the ball. Why did? Why is like judge the blame? Even though I was the one that said they stuck without judge. But I can't even wrap my head around why that would make sense and why it is making sense because, like, you can't just take them out of the lineup and now the whole team sucks. It just makes no this sense whole, to me. This whole organization doesn't make sense. Let's trot out the same team seven years in a row and expect a difference. All right. Well, I'm not here to talk about the entire organization as a whole. Let's just – we can focus on what's happening right now. And to his point, yeah, if you take away – I don't know. For example, if you take – I don't know. Hemi – Take any quarterback, any starting quarterback yeah. out of the rotation. Take Mahomes. They're, they're a completely different team. Baseball is not like that. There's no reason that these guys shouldn't be. I mean, Stanton looks on. He's unbalanced. Uh, nothing is going right. Um, and that's the no, point. Like, nothing if they is can, going right. Nothing is going right. And, I mean, if you're Donaldson, how do you get picked off at first in, that, in the Sox game? Like, dude, I, just some things are just like beyond comprehension of I get it and if even if your bats aren't really doing well which they aren't they're not hitting well they're not really doing anything else they're pitching they're starting pitching Cole pitched good today but like not really great Jermon was awful I'm Maddie I don't know if you even remember that game but (laughs) Jermon was awful right like they're not doing good on the base pass they're fielding uh, I guess you can't really say too much about it but they, I guess nothing has just been impressive, and it's the same. It's the same shit. Like it's the same shit that I complained about last week, and it's just continuing and continuing. And it feels like there's no drive, there's no fire. And I get it. And we talk about it. it's an over exaggeration, whatever. Right? It's the middle of June, but like, and and honestly, it does seem like it because they're still what six games above five hundred, but. They look like shit. <laughs> they look like pure I mean, garbage. it's it's the point is you can't win. You can't win the division. You can't make. You can't get to the playoffs in June. But you certainly can put yourself out of the fight. And I mean, they're doing that right they're now. No, you're gonna. You could lose. You can lose the division in June for sure. But you mm-hmm. won't miss the playoffs in June. I mean, realistically, what has to happen is right. You have to get your guys healthy, and that that Bader came back tonight, which was great. Rodon just started his rehab assignment in Somerset um, and judge has to get right because the problem, the, the thing is, is if judge comes back and he's not a hundred percent and is he really going to be effective? I mean, like, and this is going to be a lingering problem. It's his back foot, right? That's where all your power comes from. So it's like, is he really going to be effective? So like if you can maintain 500 or a few games over 500 while he's out, which is not happening right now, I would take that ten out of like ten out of ten times until he gets back and he's hundred percent. I'd rather him be hundred percent and then come back for the second half. I mean, look what happened last year, right? They were fifty-two and eighteen in the first half. I was saying to people in my office, they're going to win one hundred and twenty games. How could I not think that at that moment? They're going to win one hundred and twenty games, and then they went forty-nine and fifty in the second half. They did the absolute worst. So, month. Yeah, and I'm still with you, Mike. Like I think. I, baseball is a long season. Like, again, as much as I talk shit about your argument that you always make and it's a long season and these games and whatever, right? But it's true. Like, they could very well go on a heater and they could win, you know, they could they could run off 8 of 10 or whatever and get hot again. It's just, it looks very unlikely just with the way that they are set up right now, the way they're playing, the way you don't really get much, 
You're yeah, but it looked on. It also looked. It looked unlikely in, in um, in, for all of April, right? It looked unlikely that they were going to do that, and then they were arguably the best team in baseball in May. So it's like it it can change. And I was talking to Elijah before we started. Eric, are you? Can you hear us? You good? No, I don't think you can. Yeah, say, but, it's been oh, the connection's been shitty. I've been in and out, but I I could hear you for the most part now. Yeah, going in and oh, out. But what I, as soon as you start saying the first word, what I was saying is just like what Elijah and I were talking before we started, <laughs> um, and you know the 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 lead in the division was what ten ten and a half at one point. It's back up to ten and a half, but it dropped down to five in like a week and a half, two weeks. So it can change. I mean, like the Rays started off again on a historical, you know, they were undefeated at home for a while. And then why are they so good at home, but so bad at away? You ever think about that? There's a theory going around about use of industrial fans. Oh my God. (laughs) They got industrial, industrial fans. When they're up to bat, they have, when they're up to bat, they have actually going to even entertain any argument about the fucking Tampa Bay Rays having a home field advantage. No, let him cook here. He's onto something. No one even Mm -hmm. goes to the trough. No, I just, I, he's just being a jackass. But anyway, the, the the long and short of it is industrial fans. That's why they're winning. (laughs) The long and short of it is, is that this is a long season and that they have a chance here playing the Mariners who they've beaten, I think, I think they played five times. They've beat them four out of five times so far. You have to sweep this series and kind of get back to a winning, to a winning mentality, obviously. And then everything is contagious. Like baseball is such a contagious sport, right? Like if some guy gets a couple hits, the next guy gets a couple hits, right? Like Volpe had a hit today. Bader came in, had a hit today. McKinney had a a home run like hitting is contagious and I think offensively they I mean it can only go up from here right offensively they've been so bad like anything is better than what they were doing over the last like week and a half even today they won three to one (laughs) they didn't didn't even really do anything offensively I get what you're saying I agree with you but I mean listen they had a few they had a few hits they had some Bader had a stolen base I mean Volpe had a hit like Stanton did not look good at the plate again. Trevino had a hit. I mean, Bowers or McKinney had a hit. Bower Rizzo had Bowers, an RBI. Rizzo had an RBI really double. So. I saw this weekend was Bowers had two doubles on the single in the game that they got smoked. I mean, but basically what we've been saying the whole time, right? Long season, second half. Yeah, but I think story. what you're saying is is true. It's a long season, and you can't you can't win in June, but you can lose like. It's let's not forget the two teams that are above us. They're not scrubs. They're arguably two of the best teams in baseball. So it's like I'm not going to say the Orioles are the, one of the best. The teams Orioles in baseball, are cleaning our clock. They're if listen, you look they're at good. the second half of last year to now. Okay, they're cleaning. What our I'm clock. saying but is this year, they're Maddie, good. This year we're four and two against them. What do you mean? They're good, Maddie. But like they are, they are in an. It's like the Giants this past year. Like the Giants out. You know exceeded expectations and i think the orioles might just be a tad early than what they were expected to do in their rebuild so it's like if they regressed like would you be surprised probably not no right so it's like you don't expect that to happen but that could happen i'm hoping it happens the Um, thing is and you always make the point about the rays they've declined a little bit and i think baltimore's kind of leveled off too but the thing is they're not leveling off to the point where they're giving us games back so if we're not going out and taking series and stuff then it's going to be it's i I don't think it's gonna 
I don't think we're going to make any ground because they're not losing enough games. Like through a 10 game span, when you go on and look, like they're not losing enough game. They're winning six, they're six and four, seven and three. Same with the Rays. Like, yeah, they're losing some games, but they're not doing enough to give us any traction. So we're going to have to get at this point. I know it's unrealistic to think so, but we're going to have to not only just go win perfect. a bunch of series, but we're going to have to sweep a bunch of teams that are subpar that we should sweep. And if they don't, then we're not going to, I don't think we're going to see any gains throughout. No. And I think the division is probably out of reach. I think the division, they're not going to win the division. That's probably what's going to happen. So you're going to have to play for a wild card. Um, It's possible that they can win the division. Uh, Eric, let's try this again. Yeah. I've I've been hearing you guys pretty well. I don't want to mess up the audio though. Do you think you said it won't? No, you should be fine. We got, we got our our producer here to take care of us. I saw you. Sounds good. Yeah, we're good. I saw you kind of, uh, I saw you kind of look up into the sky when I said the division's out of reach. Do you do you disagree? No, I agree. I mean, I checked today. They're 14-1 to 1 to win the division. The one thing I – I mean, I'm going to the game tomorrow. I don't – I'm not expecting a win tomorrow. I'm not expecting a sweep against the, the Mariners. Uh, right, but they just they just beat the kid who from Rye who shut them down Kirby's last time they played. Kirby's pretty good. Like they, they scored three I mean, tomorrow's, tomorrow's Castillo against Schmidt, I want to say. I'm going. I don't. I. I do not have very high hopes for tomorrow. But yeah, they did you know not. They did not they face give, Castillo last time they played. That's true. They give Schmidt no run support. They don't ever. You're right. Ever. Even when he pitches, like, dude, when you give up two or three runs, like, that's not a bad outing. He's been pitching well as of late. Yeah, he has, and they give him zero support. Yeah, they haven't. And, uh, I mean, yeah. I, do I expect them to to beat Castillo? Probably not. Is it is it doable? Yeah, I think anything's doable. I mean, like, I know we get on Boone and and say, like, you know, yada, 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 whatever you guys want to say. But to his credit, like, there are guys in that lineup who can hit. They're just not hitting. Right? Yeah. yeah, But this is the thing, like, everybody – I feel like this happens quite often where everybody goes ice at the exact same time. All right, well, let's play a little game here. Where, where Where do you put most of the blame all right, and this is a game that one of the radio shows I listen to that you guys make fun of me for. They call it cuddle, they call it cuddle Mary trash, but you know, for purposes of not <laughs> copying anyone, we'll just say where do you put most of the blame? Your three options are Boone, Cashman, or the players. Who has the most blame, and who are you going to say like has partial blame, and and who do you say is absolved of any of the blame? I'll I'll, I'll go first, and I'll say I'm going to say all of the blame right now for this particular stretch has to be on the players. They're just not playing well. And then I'll give partial blame to Cashman for the construction of some of the things that has that has not been addressed, such as left field, you know, the the Montas trade, the, the Donaldson trade, the the even the Rodon trade or signing, right? Like we haven't seen him yet. And then Boone, I, I can't really put any blame on him right now in this particular stretch because like he's rolling out the team that he's got. So like your main guys in Rizzo, Stanton DJ and Torres and those guys, they have to produce and they're just not. So where would you, where, where would you put the blame? Maddie, go ahead. I have two answers. One for the stretch of time right now, meaning this season, meaning more of the past couple of weeks, the blame is on the players. Most of it. Partial blame is on Cashman. No blame is on Boone, but in the grand scheme of things, most of the blame is on Cashman. Some of the blame is on uh, uh, the players, and then no blame is on Boone. That's where I stand. I mean, so you, you, but that doesn't make sense to me how you could just completely 
blame Cashman for the failures of the season. I mean, like if you, I think he's just constructed. I just don't think that he's constructed constructed a a winning team that can go deep. That's what that's what I think. Okay, but so to be clear, your definition of deep is winning a World Series because they went to the ALCS. They've been in 2017. They went in last year. They were, I don't 2019. I think they were there too. Like, what's your definition no, 19, of deep? The making it to the World Series, okay. yeah. And also last year, like, yeah, we could consider that an ALCS, but that was a fucking atrocity. Yeah, I mean, there's really no wrong. I put the. I just don't there. think that. I just think. I just think that the players can only. I think that Cashman has just constructed a, a good team that'll get you to the playoffs and they'll put fans in the seats, but he hasn't constructed a World Series team. Yeah, Matt, what do you think? So. It's uh, and I don't know. I don't like just doing the completely all one way or another. Or like whatever. If you could do, I guess we could do percentages or something. But right now, it is tough for me. As much as I talk shit about Boone, it's not Boone right now. Like it's not. They just they're not hitting. They're not really doing anything. The only the only thing that I would say is like a defining moment, right, where the team isn't playing well, and like this is kind of what I go back to, and I th- I saw it somewhere, but. So it was it was one one in the top of the fourth. This is when I was walking out again, intoxicated. But this is when <laughs> I was walking out of the the game on Sunday night. I was like leaving, and it's one one. It's a winnable game, right? You want to try and pull one out of this. You got a guy on first, and our and Donaldson gets picked off at first, right? So like, if I'm a the only critique that I have of Boone is like, yeah, he did that one thing in the media one time where he like. We got where he slammed the table or whatever, right. whatever he did, right? Like, but <laughs> otherwise, it doesn't. I, I don't know where is it. Where's the fire? Is are you getting on your team's ass? Are you getting on these guys? Should Donaldson have been pulled out of that game? Like, I don't know. Is that too drastic? When do you make a move? When do you make an adjustment? When do you try to fire them up? When do you try to do something different? Yeah, but, like, and I'm not saying again. I'm not going against. I I agree. I understand that this is going to go against what I normally say, which I do think right now over the stretch of the last three weeks, it's the players. It, as much as I bitch about the lineups and everything, and like I still bitch about that stuff, but that's not the reason. Like even if you have a bad lineup, I also understand they're not hitting right. They're not. They're not doing anything really well. Right. They're they're not I pitching agree. well. So I. But it does frustrate me that it doesn't feel like like the manager is really getting fire underneath them to get out of their get out of their own way and like. Yeah, guys, Judge isn't in the lineup. Like, he's not here right now. Who gives Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, Donaldson, me... you're going to make that boneheaded play? Like, no, you're done. I'm sitting you, right? Like, I, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Eric, let me, let me hear your take, and then I want to address something you said about how, you know, Boone and his firing up the players. But, Eric, where do you where do you place the blame, and, and who doesn't get it? Yeah, I don't know. I'd probably say the same, the same order um, that you said with the players and then Cashman and then Boone. I don't think Boone's – Boone hasn't really – like you said, yeah, maybe he's not – the most fiery, but that's just not the way he manages. So, but I mean, I'm just looking at 15 day stats of, of our hitters with the most, um, at bats. And it's like astonishingly ugly. Um, stat guy, here comes the stat guy. Yeah. You want, you want a few, uh, okay. So we got Rizzo in the left 15 days is three for 37. That's 0.08.081 with no home runs. Um, Stanton three for thirty four. That's point oh eight eight. Donaldson four for twenty nine is point one three eight. Volpe five for thirty one is point one six one. 
Um, LeMayu, 5 for 27 is 0.185. I mean, it doesn't really get any prettier from there. It's all no, it's, it's all pretty bad. But, uh, it's all bad. Yeah, no, nobody this – could, this could have been anybody's time to really pick up the slack for Judge, and it seems like nobody's really stepping up. So I think we just have to kind of tread water until we get him back. I don't know what the latest reports are, but if we could play 500 – I'm stealing this from a, a podcast that, that won't be named, but – if we could just play 500 ball till Judge gets back, say it's the All Star break, and then win 60 percent of the games when he does come back, say it is the All Star break, we'll win 90 games, we'll make the playoffs. So that's yeah. the recipe, I think. Yeah, I agree. But Matt, what you and Elijah, I'm assuming you really don't care to have a response to who gets most of the blame. This is all gravy for you. You love this. I mean, as a baseball fan, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know how you can't blame the players, considering there's so many of them and. I don't know, but also at the same time, how are they so – how do they not have the talent to replace a guy like Judge if you're the New York Yankees? <laughs> well, that's the – that's – I think you probably just answered your own question. They do, and the talent is just not doing what they're supposed to. They're not doing their job. Yeah, but, but like, I, I don't know. I was looking at the, those lineups between the Red Sox and the Yankees, and the Red Sox – I don't know. I don't think they're planning on doing much this year. I would say the Red Sox have a better lineup right now. And, like, yeah. I look at the Yankees lineup, and I'm scared of LeMahieu, who's obviously not playing great, Rizzo sometimes. And I know Stanton can hit a ball country mile. But, like, I don't know. Those are the only two guys that, like, really pose a threat. The Yankees, I used to be terrified of one through nine every single time I'd play him. Nice. I like that. Mm. I like hearing that. You see? But, uh, <laughs> used to. Not, not anymore. Yeah. Not when anymore. the hell is the last time that's happened? Matt, I wanted to address 17? something that you said about – you know, managers firing up their players. There's a few things, right? Before like, you go there, Mike. Yeah, would you like to? Before you go there, roll over. I would again? just like to. I. I. Well, I wanted Steve to be. Roll. I. I have. I he never really nice understood what it. you were talking about when you were saying Yankee fans, especially on Twitter, are just like fucking dumb. They're not right. Like the guy who this guy was like pissed off that Volpe is in the lineup. He's like, we could have, he, he tried to say we could have Carlos Correa on the team, meaning he'd rather have Correa over Pretty Volpe. Pretty sure Correa is playing in the like lineup right now. Garbage this year too, but yes, yes. We exactly. can address the Volpe thing in a minute. Cause that's actually a pretty, pretty big thing. But Matt, what you said about him, you know, firing up players, there's a few things that like we, one, we don't know. Like I, we have no idea what goes on behind closed doors, right? We have no idea. I do know that players really enjoy playing for him. So that kind of leads me to believe like, He's you're never no manager in any professional sport anymore, in my opinion, outside of like maybe Bill Belichick is going to publicly shame a player. It just doesn't ha- it doesn't happen anymore. The days of, you know, what the hell is this? Uh, Billy, Billy Martin, Billy Martin right? Exposing players in the middle of a game. It's just not going to it's not going to happen anymore. It's just, it's just not a part of professional sports. So, like, no, he's not going to yank Donaldson out of that lineup for many reasons. One, he's a veteran. Two. At you know he can hit or has been able to hit at some point, so why would you take that out of the lineup? That's when his MVP season. No, but like in twenty fifteen, like who are you going to put? Like Willie Calhoun? Like yeah, great. Like I'm really glad we took him out. But what I'm saying is, you're not. He's not going to publicly shame a player behind closed doors. I have no idea what he's doing. And like I do think he fires up the team when he defends his team very well. And, and Boone and he will fight for his guys when they're getting bad calls in the box. He's the, he's been tossed out, I think almost 30 times in his five years. Right. So it's like, he has different ways of firing up his players. Um, but I don't think, I know you said 
Is he going to yank him? Probably not. I don't think public shaming is, is going to do any good. Well, that's well different than, I guess we're, I don't know, we're phrasing it as different things. Like, I don't, I don't expect a coach, nor do I necessarily even think it does anything a lot to shame the player in public, right? To actually say, like, to talk shit about him. However, he you, you don't have to say anything. You just make the move. And then when the public comes back to you after, why'd you yank him? It was a bad play. We wanted to make a change during the game, right? You don't have to answer that. Now, I get it. Perceptions are perceptions. They're still going to happen. I just it would have been something, right? It would have been like a wake up maybe to somebody. And I'm not saying it's the right move. I agree with you, Mike. It probably doesn't happen that much anymore. It's probably, you know, I don't think it ever happens. It happened I, with Ozunia. I got caught, you know, he got yanked out of But how many times would you have liked to, like, I don't know, look back at some of these times. How many times would you have liked to see it when, like, I know I can think of Glaber not running down the line or Gary not running down the, you know, Gary not running down the line when we had him or, like, certain stupid bonehead plays that they make and how many times would you like to see it doesn't necessarily need to be a public shaming but a change right like even if it's just for the game and they go back in the lineup the next day just to show that like hey we're here to win we do have a command and a and a demand more so a demand of excellence and we want you to perform right right and that's where i'll push back and say a lot of that probably happens behind closed doors and it's not gonna you're not gonna see it out on the field but does it though? Because the stars. What is the, the, but, hold on, Manny. Sorry, you can go. But the stars don't. And the, I say the stars. Like I don't even know if Donaldson's really a star anymore. Like he's not. But like they, I, they get a lot more leeway. And at what point do you? Does it? Does it actually benefit to do something in public? Like I don't know. You needed that game. You guys have been slumping. You're not hitting. It's a one-one game. You needed that runner. Like. I don't know. No, I I, again, it. I'm not even saying it's the right move, or I'm not necessarily saying it's the right move, but it would have been a move, and I could have understood something because we just don't look that great. Mm-hmm. Now, before Maddie goes, I don't – and again, just clarifying the percentages, I don't even really know. I didn't really specify, but I don't think any of this is on Cashman right now, and I honestly don't even really think too much of the last three weeks has even been on Boone. It's all the players. Like I, My opinion is all the players. Yeah, I think we all agree on that. Um, Maddie, what did you want to say there? Um, when you say like you can't publicly shame the the guys and and everything is done behind closed do- closed doors, it's like okay, so what they go into the locker room. Boone says, Don- "Donaldson, that was dumb. You f- you stink, right?" And then what puts them back in the lineup? It's like what's the where is the you, where's the accountability? It's like okay, yeah, you just keep on keep on fucking up, keep on messing up, and you'll just be back in the lineup the next day because you know apparently. This is really what I wanted to bring up. Cashman saying we want to give Donaldson more of a, a, a runway, really like uh, some really consistent at bats before we try to assess what's going on. What do you mean assess what's going on? He stinks. There's no assessing. Did you look uh, at the show came, notes? Well, he came out of his injury and was kind of and was kind of hitting all right. I mean, listen, yeah, he had two we home can, runs. We can go off of that because he's I did four for twenty. It, he's four for twenty nine now, though, in the last yeah, two weeks. I, yeah, right. I did put it down there because three of them are home runs, say, to be fair. But right, we did. Say, he did say that we want to give him more runway. And in my head, I'm sitting there thinking, like, well, how much more runway do you really need? You had 2022 where he was not good. You had the playoffs where he was not good. He's a great defensive third baseman. Like, don't get me wrong, he's almost a Gold Glove caliber, even at age whatever 37. I don't know how old he is, but how much more runway do you need? My thinking is is they do not want to admit that they were wrong with this because then it kind of shakes the whole foundation of how they run their team analytically 
and they don't want to have egg on their face when they admit that somebody that they made a bad move and that this guy should fit the mold that we're looking for because the numbers say that this guy should be good. And they don't want to admit they're wrong, especially Cashman, because it might actually people question it already, but it gives validity to people's questions where they say, like, the analytic department doesn't really work. So we're supposed to live in La La Land and just act like everything's okay? And just keep on keep right. Is that what we're going to do? No, I agree with you. I agree with you on on what you're saying. So I don't know, Eric Lige. I I don't know if Lige, if you paid attention to any Cashman's comments today, but you know, how much, how much, (laughs) how much (laughs) runway do you need to give a guy to see that he's not performing? Eric, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on, on this. Where do you, where do you place Donaldson? What do you think you should do with him? At this stage, I don't really know what the options are. I he's not going to minors. We know that. Uh, I, I think that they've given him every, like you said, they've given him every chance that that he could have asked for. It's not on. He's been getting consistent at bats. I think. I mean, it's not like it's not like he's been in and out of the lineup. He's he's gotten his chance. So I don't know. I don't. I if they want to win a World Series, he can't be the everyday third baseman. It's just simple as that. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I know mean, it's they don't they don't really. I the problem is is they don't. I don't think they have a ton of options. I mean, you bring up Oswaldo Cabrera and you want to let him play third base, but he can't hit either. So it's like, what do you, what do you do? You know, guess, DJ, yeah. The only option is if you don't have anybody, you just got to try to instill confidence in the guy that can play. So I guess you're trying to hype him up. Right. Exactly. And that I kind just of think that there's more. We've also known this since since February, which is I mean. Not a lot, not a lot of blame going cash, but we we have been talking the same talk since February. So it's not like we could, didn't have options in the off season. I, I think the upside, the upside for Oswaldo is a lot higher than the potential upside for Donaldson. Also, you have IKF, who's a Gold Glove third baseman. You can put him in third, and then put Oswaldo on the outfield. But yeah, I would like. I'd actually like to see IKF play a little bit more because he understands his role on this team. And I actually just looked at the box score from today. Rizzo did have three hits, which is a a pretty good, a, a promising sign, um, I would say. But yeah, I, I mean, listen, they are. I missed they you. Are in I'll one right that. now, um, and hopefully, a win today can kind of spark them into, you know, take three from here. I don't know where do they go after. They got six game homestand. I'll be there much? Wednesday and Friday. Who are they so playing? That's what I was say. Rangers, oh, Texas coming in on Rangers over the weekend. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. We were talking about, and we were talking about, and I know Eric said, you know, obviously I kind of don't have much confidence for a lot of things anymore, but going into the stretch until the All-Star, until the All-Star break, you have Seattle at home, Texas at home, Oakland and St. Louis on the road, very winnable series, Baltimore for a four game, which you got to take two, and Chicago before the break. Like, you can go into the break with some momentum, and you can go into the break winning all those series. Like, and that is not an unreasonable expectation to win to win all of those. The only one is that they're going to struggle is Baltimore is just playing well, and I mean Texas this weekend. But I to to say that we won't that we shouldn't expect I, I don't necessarily expect's not the right word, but need some of these to be sweeps. Chicago should be a sweep going before going into the All Star, going in the Home Run Derby. St. Louis should probably be a sweep, or at least two out of three. Like. You got you got to take the majority of these games if you want some semblance of any kind of momentum going back, and then Judge hopefully should be back by then. I mean, 
I mean, listen, if Judge doesn't come back till after the All-Star break, if he's a hunt, if again, if you can win, if you're looking at the schedule, if you can take six in a row against St. Louis and Oakland, which is a, a tall task. I mean, taking six in a row in Major League Baseball is still hard to do, right? No matter who you're playing. But if you take, you know, you win those three series with the Cubs, St. Louis, and Oakland, and then split with Baltimore. Okay, yes, that's good momentum. And then Judge comes back after the All-Star break on an extended, you know, IL stint. 100%. Like, yeah, it kind of sets you up. And and Rodon should be back by probably, I would say, he's making three starts in Somerset. So yeah, he'll be back probably maybe. By mid-July. By mid-July yeah, later. after the All-Star break, right? So that's when you really got to kick it into high gear. And, like, you know, if we look to last year where we had a stellar first half and then completely fell apart in the second half, and Judge kind of pulled us across the finish line, and no wonder he stunk in the playoffs because he had to do so much during the regular season. It could be the reverse here, right, where we suck in the first half, have a, a pretty good second half or exceptional second half, if you will, and roll into the playoffs on a, on a decent on a decent note. I know we're talking way in advance, and there's a lot more to go. But, yeah, I, there's – I don't want to say there's light at the end of the tunnel, but, like, you have to try and find some positives in this – you know, crazy season, but right. um, well, going going on what you just said, and you're right, way too far in advance. So, what happens if Judge comes back and gets hot for the end of this season? Whatever they sneak in, they get the best, they get the top wild card, or they somehow get the division. I don't like that statement. So, are you justifying him not performing in the playoffs again? Because, like, to be honest with you, Mike, he's got paid a lot of money, and if this guy weren't, to I'm not show justifying. Up no, I'm not again, justifying him not performing in the playoffs again. I'm somewhat justifying him not playing in the playoffs last year. And I know that's probably not acceptable to him or anyone, but like if you had to look at it and try to understand why he didn't, you could make a case as to why he didn't because he literally carried the entire organization into the playoffs last year. Like that's just, that's all I'm saying. I don't, ex- I don't expect that to be like, you have to, why, why was Jeter referred to as like one of the greatest Yankees of all time? Because it didn't matter whether it was the regular season or the postseason, he was consistent and stayed the same and did it and did it in big moments. So like, it took a Rod forever, right? And he did it in two thousand nine. And I don't think that'll be the case with Judge. But yeah, him having a historic year last year and like I said, dragging us across the finish line really, I think, took a toll on him mentally and physically trying to reach that sixty two. I mean, he was on, before he got this injury, he was on pace. I mean, his career, he was on pace for the same season as last year. Yeah. So if you're telling me the trade-off is to have a historic regular season and push us through the playoffs and then we get this garbage and sweat out. No, I don't want that to be the case, but I'm just trying to paint a picture for the future. Um, speaking of the future. I know we're, I know we're trying to, uh, oh, go ahead. You go. No, go for it. Go. I was just going to say, I know we're trying to, I also want to turn it more into a positive note to end, but I've been wanting to say this. You guys have been getting the alerts for, for Reyes chase for 400. You've been seeing how he's doing. Dude, he's nasty. Can you, yeah, imagine, got can three, you imagine how refreshing can you imagine how refreshing it would be to have somebody like that in the lineup? I think at every time that I see, I get bleacher reports every night. <laughs> oh Another my five God, for five. Dude. Like, no if we had somebody that was getting a, if yeah. we had somebody that was getting a hit 40% of the time, it would be like, the best thing in the world. It would be, yes. I mean, the closest thing he had to that was DJ LeMahieu like two years ago. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he had three, he had three sixty four. That's pretty good. But I think that was in the short. Reyes is insane. Um, yeah, 
you can't even think about it. I mean, he's had three five hit games in the last like three weeks or something like that. Last fifteen days. He had two in the last three days. Yeah, and that hasn't happened since I believe. That's insane. I think the last person to do that was like Ty Cobb. Insane, crazy. So it's like. I don't know. Yeah, it's wishful thinking. It'd be nice to have a guy like that, but that just it doesn't fit the uh, what the computer says. So it's not going to happen. Um, you guys want to talk a little basketball? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Basketball? You know how many? Remember how you said you know the whole pitch count thing? Did you even well, hear what I just said? And I, <laughs> I did. You want to talk about ba- basketball? But before we transition into basketball, I want to get this out. Pitch count. On uh, June 14th, 1974, Nolan Ryan threw how many pitches? How many pitches do you want to guess that he 48. threw? 48. 235. Okay, God. Striking out 19. Yeah, that's, Maddie. that's great, and that's fine. And I understand you want baseball to go back to what it was, but it's not. So the easier, the, the, the faster you can accept that, the easier this gets for you. Mike, it's it's worth an argument. This is why we argued about it last week, and this is why we continue to talk about it. And we never got to we never got to get to Eric's Eric had to, he has to say his piece. Well, on you the know whole what? Thing. We never got to that. There's a second part that the listeners no, they are don't care for. anymore because they want to hear a little basketball. See how excited everyone got when I said basketball, and all of a sudden, wow, away with the the pitches. Oh, Duke, you want to talk a little basketball? We can talk about the Red Sox if you want to. All right, fine. Let's end with that then. We'll end with the pitch count thing. Let's talk basketball for five minutes because then I've heard, you know, people say, call into the radio show and say like, yeah, the Knicks should trade for Zion Williamson. And I'm like, and I'm just like, I heard someone say today, like they would trade Randall for, for Zion. And I'm like, absolutely dumbest thing. No, why would you do like, I can't. The most the, the most games he's played is like thirty three games, and like I do think that there's a little bit of like a James Harden vibe here, where he's like trying to get out of New Orleans, and he's like getting fat and like not maybe trying as hard as he should. He's got he issues, wants. bro. He's banging all these chicks, having all these Listen, kids, sending them money. That's we could talk about that after, and we could talk about like of that draft RJ class, right? No, it doesn't. It does, R.J. Barrett, it top of the draft class. Have, it does have things to do with it. But it it does matter, Matt, because like that stuff does leak into the locker room and it causes problems. And like, if you actually look at the guys who were taken ahead of him and Ja and Zion, Randall, or or, excuse me, um, Barrett is the only one who doesn't have any issues. He just can't shoot. You can't say that that doesn't, (laughs) yeah, you can't say that that doesn't affect the game. You can't say that that stuff doesn't affect how you play on the court when literally like, it's your personal life. Like when your personal life is in fucking shambles right. 24 seven, you're not going to perform Basically, on the court. You know what I'm saying is it's like, no, I would not trade Randall for Zion because I think for this past season, Randall was giving you 25 and 10 and like, yeah, when Zion's healthy, he could give you 27 and 10, but like, you're already getting that with Randall. Like, don't get me wrong. Randall is frustrating at times and does things that really drive you insane. But like, and he plays 70-plus games a year. Why would I trade him for a guy who's only played 33 in his career? I mean, I get it. The upside is there because he's only 22, but, like, yeah, that was, that was pretty I wild. Saw that. Weminyama holding the, holding the I saw, ball. I saw that. It's like a fucking egg in his hand. I don't know. The question is, would, would you take Randall on the Knicks if you had to – excuse me, would you take Zion on the Knicks if you had to give up Randall and, and maybe another guy? No. No, right? You can't. 
Easy. Eric, what's your take? He's our basketball guy. Eric's our basketball guy. I don't going over to our basketball guy. I mean, if unless you get a ton of development, they're they're still far off from even making it to the Eastern semis. I mean, if I mean the Eastern final, sorry. If um, and they made it to the semi. Didn't they make it to the semis? Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they lost, lost to the Heat. Semis this year. Shut up. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the Celtics. You'd obviously, have to, you'd obviously have to to run a intensive uh, series of physicals. But I think if if that could work out, I mean, I could see that working out way better than Randall when healthy. But it's a big if. So I don't know. It's I think a, that that's yeah. Game. I agree with the. Yeah, I think that I agree. As if he can get back to like playing good basketball, yeah, he's Daddy, he hasn't played. He hasn't played enough games to say he's playing good basketball. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like, I mean, he's dominant. That big he's dominant when he's and, playing. Yeah, he ripped his shoe at Duke. Ah ha ha! So he blew right out of his sneaker. Oh yeah, it was great. I haven't seen anything from him that would really make me say like, yeah, I'd want him. They should if they wanted him so badly. Then you'd wish they landed a better draft pick <clears> in that that year and would have taken him. Right off the rip, but like, no. The short answer for me is no. I'm not trading quickly. I'm not trading Randall. Like, it's not happening. Like, just it, it can't. I forgot Zion even existed until this whole thing came out of him having all, all these right. kids. Is it my, can I say something now? Yeah. What do you want to talk about? I mm. feel like you guys are severely underestimating how good Zion Williamson is at basketball. But a lot the of man average, he averages 27 in almost 10. 20, sorry, 26, 7, and 4.5 and on 60% shooting. He's an absolute dominant force. Randall has never shot 60% in his lifetime. Okay, but the sample size is so small. I mean, all right. Gary Sanchez hit 24 home runs in 50 games. Like, uh, is he, he going to be. Have uh, you ever uh, seen Gary Sanchez dominate a game the way you see Zion when he plays? Maybe in like 2016, yeah, those 50 games. He, he, in 2020-2021, he did, he did play 61 games. That's a good amount of games. I must have missed and that. I feel like, and Tibbs would just have that guy. Tibbs would get him in condition. The guy, all, all he loves to do is just run people into the ground. I've heard I think stories. It, I've I think stories the Knicks Zion. are better. The Knicks are better without Randall to begin with. If you can throw someone like Zion in there, what? They're better without Randall. There's hundred percent 25 and 10. And he played on what? 30% on 30% shooting. It's still 25 and 10. <laughs> yeah, but you can just give like Brunson more uses. That guy's incredible. School. Or give yeah, RJ Brunson Barrett some more shots. Anyway, the point is, I think the from what I watched to the Knicks this year, I think they're much better without Randall. Randall just wants to chuck up threes and he makes one every once in a while. And all the Knicks fans go nuts. I think someone like Zion would be perfect for that team, but I'm glad Knicks fans don't want him. I think that I think that we have to I think we have to we have to adjust expectations going into this year because I mean this year was this year was great. Now we got to look at how we can make the next step. So I don't with Randall. I mean, if you want to look at his playoff, yes, his regular season stats, whatever, they're good. And I'm a Randall fan. I like how he plays. I like watching him. But this year, sixteen sixteen point six points. I'm 25% from three um, in 2020 after he had a great season, he only averaged 18 on 29% shooting this year, overall 37% shooting in the playoffs. I mean, now the, now the expectation is to maybe take a step forward, make it to the, make it to the Eastern conference finals. So 
with with the team as it stands and Randall being the the second future option, I don't I don't see that happening. So maybe you throw in somebody like Zion if that's possible. And yeah, cause is there a world where both of them? Step. Is there a world where both of them could be on the same team? That's too much ball no, they're domination. Both, they're both they're both pretty strictly fours. Yeah, you wouldn't want yeah. that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so, listen, I guess I would take Zion for the. I wouldn't hate it. Right. Now everyone's like, oh, I wouldn't hate having Zion. No, the team would be pretty good. Like, yeah, no, I should have started off by I've saying been I, I'm not. A, I wasn't a. I'm not a hard no, but like I don't see how just getting rid of a guy who plays 70 games a year and gives you 25 and 10 for a guy who hasn't played more than 60 games once in his career. Again, the only upside is the age of 22. The upside I mean, is the that ability to play the Pelicans. Yeah, but Lodge, he has to Lodge, play. If you, if you take that strictly at its face value, so what is your, what's your threshold for garbage, I guess? Because that's what, with some of these guys now that are coming through the league, that's what you're, I guess that's what you should almost be more grading it on. Because I think it's more and more talent now coming out of college, coming out of G League, whatever. Like these guys are more talented. I think they're better. They can shoot better. They're more physical. They can do a lot more than they ever could. What's your threshold for garbage off the court? Because that's what his his downside with what that comes with that. And trust me, I love him. He was at Duke. He could literally dominate a college basketball game. <laughs> But but what's the threshold that comes with all of this? Because he has been nothing but a distraction. I mean, dude, he admits that he's healthy and then doesn't play for like seven games because he's, again, no disrespect to the mental health thing. But like you're also you've also been out. I mean, how long do you need to clear your brain? You've you've been out for four months. Like, well, I think part of that is he wants to be out of New Orleans and he's using that to his advantage. Right, but yeah. so then that, that's what I'm saying. What's your threshold for all of the other nonsense? Like, where do you draw a line? Just like with job, where would you draw a line there? Because that's ultimately all it is. I agree with you. Everything talent based, basketball based, 100. percent But what's your threshold for the shit? I guess every team believes that they're the team that can fix it. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. But moving him from New Orleans to New York, I feel like wouldn't be better for him, <laughs> considering. I mean, In he would have even more of a spotlight like, on him. Yeah. I saw someone say like, oh, well, the Knicks practice facility is in Westchester and he's not going to live in the city. It's like, dude, you're Zion. You mm-hmm. might you're be in That's such a dumb thing. Could be These in guys the can city fly wherever they want. They can do whatever they want. Minutes. Like, come on, dude. Right. So in, in, in defense of Zion, up until this past like two weeks, it's I just been. I didn't hear about him. <laughs> well, up in, about him. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it's just been like he clearly doesn't want to play for the Pelicans because if he wanted to play, I feel like he'd be out there. Right. Now all this crap comes up. So if it, like up until this point, it really wasn't garbage from him. It was just he clearly hasn't wanted to play for the Pelicans. But now yeah, but all this comes out, and it's a wait, perfect that, storm. And how much of that is a tell? How much of that is a tell of that, uh, right. of the person in general? Like it's like okay, like this guy who's getting paid millions of dollars to go play a game doesn't want to play for this team. That's the Harden, and, and I would up. equate that to that's what I'm more so saying is that. Not necessarily all this, whatever, this stuff with the chicks or whatever, but the mental capacity did not just get pissed off and essentially, like, do whatever you want. He has, it seems as though he has the hardened mentality of, I don't like this, fuck it, I'm out. Like, I, and I'm going to do whatever I can to get out. And I I hate that. That's part of the reason I hate a lot of what the NBA has offered. Yeah, a lot that's of basically guys, what it is these days more anyway. More. But he has it exponentially. He seems like he has it, or he's growing into be something like what a Harden is. I guess also you could 
say because they're kind of built. I mean, he's way more jacked, but they're they're built similarly, I suppose. But like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like if everybody's going to do it, we see it with Durant. We saw it with we just see it over and over again with like Ben Simmons and who else with Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. We just see it at some point. I don't know. I would just take the flyer. I would take the chance on him. See if it works out. And if he's not, he's going to go on to the next place and ruin them too. But like in New York City, why would you not want a guy like that to just try it out? Well, yeah, I guess you I just, just don't want to get stuck with like a bad contract, I guess. No, That's they can shift bad that. contracts all the time in the NBA. Yeah. What, no, what, what financially, financially it doesn't make sense because he's, he's set to make – 39 mil for the next four years. So that locks us up on getting any superstars for four years, pretty much with him and Brunson. And I mean, Randall's only on for another two years at, I mean, he's still making 29 mil, but I don't know. I feel like, I feel like that kind of locks us up for the next four years and we're really putting all our eggs in, in Zion, which we really want to do at this point. I don't think so. So no, that's fair. But like, would you rather, but also, sorry, Lodge, what is he trying to do with, like, what is the problem with New Orleans? You got McCollum there? I don't know. You could build that team into something. They were a playoff team. They were a playoff team. Like, <laughs> right. Like, what are we? For a while. What are we? I, I don't understand. And that kind of goes back to what are you so unhappy about? Are you mad because they wanted yeah. you to play? Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, look what happened they with They want the, you to play. Did... Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs. Kyrie. I mean, of all organizations, I mean, the league. He wanted to leave. He's he's he drives me nuts. Yeah, they won a yeah. championship with the Raptors. There's a couple of guys. Drives me insane. If you're the Knicks, you take you take that mercenary championship. You got the sense that, that what Zion wasn't happy since draft night that with with getting sent to New Orleans. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, but well, I don't know. It's, at some point, like I understand. I hate to bring this like. Like the whole like oh millionaires just arguing over more money like to play a sport, but at some point you got to look yourself in the mirror and say okay I just got drafted like I just got drafted super high up and I'm gonna make a ton of money to play a fucking game that I've been dreaming about my entire life and now I'm just uh, not yeah, happy. That's it's easy like, for us to say. that just tells that's me more about the person someone who's not in that position. Yeah, I, I understand that, but like at some point I feel like you gotta get back to, you know, reality of like where you know, your dreams your entire life, where you came from and you finally have it. And it's like like I just don't think that that mentality exists anymore. And Kobe Bryant and uh Michael Jordan, like it's just it's not gonna happen. And that's why you'll never have dominant uh dominant teams and players like that. Also, someone made a uh comment about Jokic after he won, how he was like, Oh, it's just a game, like blah blah blah. Uh, me, there's more to life than basketball. And someone was like, everybody gets on, everybody says, oh, Jokic is so great. But when Kyrie said this, uh, you all attacked him. And I just thought that that was a super false equivalency. Mike, I'd like to get your take on that. No, I mean, like, there's just, there's no. There's, Kyrie just said he didn't want to no, fucking the, play. The difference is, is that there's no extracurricular, extracurricular baggage with Joker as opposed to Kyrie. You know what you're getting in Kyrie, and he always seems to step in it, and he's stepping on rakes and hitting himself in the face, you know, every other day. And when he's not, he's a tremendous basketball player. And talent, you know, uh, I'll give props to to Michael K. He always says talent is the greatest deodorant. And that's what people deal with with, like, you know, Kyrie. 
Um, but the, the, the main difference is, is there's no baggage be- with Joker and there's a tremendous amount of baggage with, with Kyrie. The, the one thing about Joker is like, he's amazing and he is very good. He is fundamentally sound. He can pass, he can shoot. He's like LeBron James said it at the end of that series. He's like, you guys don't really understand how this guy plays. Like I get it because we're arguably playing at the same level, like mentally, like he's just light years ahead of other guys in the league, but he just doesn't have that brand of like sexy basketball. That's like easy to sell. That's why other guys like Kyrie and KD and all those other guys get way more credit or even Embiid to a certain extent. Like Joker, like just doesn't get the, it's not sexy. I don't know how else to say it. Like, he's just like, so he does the fundamentals and like pure basketball people love Joker because he does the fundamentals very, very well. So like, I would arguably take that over some, you know, fancy nonsense with someone who's very good. I mean, Kyrie's great, but like, I think the main difference there, Maddie, is that there's a ton of baggage with Kyrie and you know that this guy's just going to do something dumb in another few days where Joker's consistent and doesn't do anything dumb. The dumbest thing he said. Joker also plays, right. also plays. like That's majority right. of games. He doesn't say, I don't want to, I don't want to take a game right. off every three, every four yeah. games. I want to sit like that. That's why I argue that all day. But I mean, listen, I don't know. I, I, back to the Knicks and Zion. If it happens, am I going to be pissed off? No. If it doesn't happen, am I going to be pissed off? No. So I, I would just, I would like to see them capitalize on what they have in Brunson because in reality they had a they underpaid for Brunson yes. after yeah. this past season. They they got away with one and they have four years, 120 million. They underpaid. So in four years, they're gonna have to again pay him again. And is that to Eric's point, like are you not going to be able to add another star because you have to pay him? So you probably should try to get one now. I, I don't the NBA cap is strange to me. I don't really understand it all that well, but um, they underpaid for Brunson and that was a great pickup by them because he was flying under the radar and he, and he wasn't even an all-star last year, which is a total joke, but, um, I would like to see them build around him more. Um, Julius Randall had an interesting podcast with Paul George. You guys should listen to it. Talked a lot about Jalen Brunson and just like playing in New York and all that good stuff. But, um, we'll see what happens. Did you actually, did you actually listen to the full thing? Just clips, just clips of it. I heard. Yeah, I saw the, clips. I saw the clip. Yeah. Were you going to call me out like that? Huh? <laughs> I just wonder. Yeah, you just listen to that. Did you listen to the full thing? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I call, I call my boss out all the time. I would I would have been impressed. I would have been impressed if you actually had watched it all. But I didn't even know Paul yet. George had a podcast until the clips came out. So, um, but Mike, was, from what I, was I from what to, I did uh, here. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, you were just saying podcast. I was talking to Maddie about how I, I remember you were talking about that White Sox, that guy going on the tirade about the White Sox on that radio show. Oh, that was great. I listened to that. that I sent so it to Maddie. Awesome. That was, was probably awesome. the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it was an awesome <laughs> rant. That was absolutely on point to everything stats based, all of them, top down, it was pitchers, a, it was a radio players, show. GM. They let him go. They let him go for I think it was like seven or eight minutes. It must have been oh. a whole segment on the radio show. Like they completely let him go. He must and call he was, in a lot because they like I think they knew who he was. He must call in a lot because they knew he was unbelievable though. We should do something. We should do something in a uh, like a challenge where one of us has to call into a prominent radio show 
and see how long, you know, come up with an absolute ridiculous sports take and then see you have to stay on for over no, under cut a certain off. amount of minutes. If you're not a regular, if you're, a not, a, if you're no, not a regular no, 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 caller, no, no, no. they will cut you off. It's not true. Jersey Jerry did it. Jersey Jerry did it. He made an argument that Gordon Hayward was a top 10 yeah, basketball I'm saying they're not going to let you go as and long he went as that on guy for... about the Chicago White Sox. They will cut you off. <laughs> you make that argument no, for 10 minutes. You can't. Gordon Hayward, he was like, they were like, you have to do it for oh, three right. minutes. This was before he was famous. And he was like, yeah, it was like three or four minutes. And and he just did an analogy. And then he was like, he's second on the team in minutes. He dives yeah, for that the was loose pretty balls. Funny. Um, so we'll see. But closing the show out, let's uh, Yankees need to do everything they can to sweep uh, the Mariners and then uh, do their best to, to at least take two of three from the Rangers. Probably not likely. But as we dive into some of those lower teams like the Athletics, the Cardinals, and then the Cubs, you really need to, to do something before the All-Star break. But we got to go two and three, two and three. And that yeah, would be like super we said, 500 or just above 500 well judges out. We'll see how it goes. But uh, we'll see where we are next week. And uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to all the listeners then. I know they're dying for this to get out. They were all hitting me up saying, Mike, put this out. We want our fix. We need it. Mike, we love you, Mike. Mike, you're an all-star. You're, just, you're dragging those guys across the finish line every week. And I said, guys, don't rag on my guys. Those are my guys. That's not oh, you. Yeah, that's exactly what you said. They drive me nuts. Those are my guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, be there, Mike. I'll be there. Uh, yeah, I'll be there Wednesday, said. Friday. So I'll try to good. upload some. Uh, Put some good content some, out some there. Good stories. Yeah. Oh, you're going two Wednesday, days? Friday. Yeah. Awesome. Day. All right. We'll see where we end Let's up go. next week. Talk to you guys later. All right. See ya.